What's up, metalheads? Welcome to In the Pit with Dimitri and Dick. I'm your host, Dimitri Sparks, and with me is our co-host, Dick DeFelice. What's going on, Dick? Hey, nothing much. How you doing today? Doing good. Really excited today to talk about one of my new favorite bands, Aurora Borealis. Uh, oh, they yeah. had an album that came out just recently called Apocalypsis, and uh, it's really good. I've been listening to it at the gym the last three days, and it's really got me pumped up, and Really awesome stuff. Uh, we'll be talking about that just a little bit later on. So, uh, you know, I, I also went ahead and listened to this album. It is good stuff. Um, we'll we'll get into more a little bit about the record and about the band in a little bit here. Uh, but, you know, I uh, just want to say, how's everything else been going for you? We're going great. Going yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of stuff. You know, it's been uh, no big events going on in my life right now. So it's uh, everything's kind of calm, kind of cool. I mean, got the whole COVID thing, but besides for that. Yeah, well, you, you know, with the shutdowns and different things and a lot of things being limited, I know that it is different now than it would be, you know, under other circumstances because you have a lot less options of what you can or would be doing, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing, too, I always forget my mask everywhere I go. So I'm always oh, running really? back into my car to get my mask. I'm just not used to it yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not... just getting out of my car and just going right into the store. And I do that. And then sometimes it's weird because there's some places that will tell you, hey, you need to go back there and get your mask. Like at the grocery store, there's somebody, they got like stationed at the door. And they tell you to go back and, and get it. But yeah. There's some places that just don't care. They're just like you come in there without the mask or you put the mask down, uh, down to your, your, your uh, chin and nobody cares you know so it's weird it's not consistent everywhere well i would you say are you are you pro or anti-mask in this or am i baiting you into a whole discussion that you don't want to have right now you know what i wear the mask you know because people say that it's good i don't know like i'm not a scientist i, I don't know if it's you know if it's helping or not it seems like if you're a small virus molecule you could get through the mask like it's not it's not like your face is sealed all the way shut right there's little mm -hmm. holes and, and little gaps in the mask that you mm -hmm. know the corona the corona could get into you know mm -hmm. uh, you don't want the corona in there but there's the gaps unless you get those um oh, i forget what they're called they're the ones where you can't really breathe in them they're the real thick ones you're uh, talking about kn95s yes yes that's yeah. what i'm talking about i keep forgetting the the letters and numbers associated with that well, I mean, we, I have some of them, uh, you know, I don't, they're not foolproof. They are better. Uh, oh, for sure. The, the big, the big problem I have, and I don't know, it's probably because I have big ears, but, uh, the mask strings, they're always pulling, pulling hard on my oh, ears. Yeah. You know, with my job, when I'm at work, uh, I, I have to wear it the whole time I'm at work unless maybe like I'm in my office and there's nobody around or nobody in there. So it's pretty much one of those things where I'll have it on, you know, the whole time I'm at my job. So I got to find ones that I can actually deal with. But the good thing is that my employer has actually given us ones to wear. So, you know, they're getting better about getting ones that you can keep on the whole day. So that that's been a plus though of it. 
but you know it's that's that's really my only beef with it honestly i feel like if it does slow down the spread and things like that i'm all for it i'm not gonna be one of those those anti-maskers that say they're, they're <laughs> taking away our dingle dangle freedoms and you know all that because i think that's kind of ridiculous you know the reasoning people have for that uh but i guess we could get into it here there's all kinds of crazy theories about why things are what they are and all that and i know we were talking about maybe visiting some of those those particular theories that are out there right yeah one quick question though do you do you wear the mask in the shitter well you, because technically I, you're not six foot away if you're in a stall and there's like some other guy in the stall mm-hmm. you're not really six feet away but there is like a wall but is that wall really doing anything well I guess it would depend on what your what your definition of any of that would be. Like, are you saying if I'm in? What, what are you trying to say? Does the wall block the transmission? Yeah, does it? Be, I don't think it does. So if you're in, the, say you're in a shitter, right? Say you don't have your own private bathroom or anything, and then you uh, go to the bathroom and there's another stall next to you. That yeah. person's in there dropping a deuce. Do you wear? The, do you keep the mask on in the bathroom, or, or do you, you take it off once you get in there? Again, I, I would think it would be a judgment call depending on what I, I think. Let's be honest. And I know there's supposed to be a lot of stepping up of cleaning procedures. <laughs> but if we're talking about public bathrooms, I don't really know how clean any of them are. And probably yeah. you're breathing in all kinds of things in there that, you know, were, uh, <laughs> were left over by whoever the previous inhabitant was. But at the same time, I guess my thing would be if I'm in a public place and I already have it on, why of any place, why would I pull it down when I'm taking a shit? Yeah, anything, that, means, that means I'm going to just be smelling all the stuff that's in a public bathroom at that point. That's, that's true. So, Sometimes you need, yeah, yeah, I guess that's not the place to take a breather, right? Like if you, yeah. need to take a breather. If it's, you, don't, if you don't have enough breath, you know, maybe take a step outside, take it off. But I don't know. I think some people do that. People get in there and take it off and you're really not six feet away from the stalls. But I leave it on anyways. Um, I even sometimes forget I'm in the car and I'm like, you know, you always see people in a car and you're like, oh, look at that dumbass. That's usually me because like, I forget about it. So I just keep wearing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't need to wear this in the car. I, once I, I put it on, I think I can't take it off for a while. And well, just, know, I, I do that same thing too, though, because I mean, I got so used to it being on like the whole time I was at work that I end up getting in my car and it's not like I'm going to take it off and carry it to my car. So it's going to stay on and then I'm going to be driving around with it on. And people probably are looking at me like, we know you're the only one in the car. Look you're at that jack off. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody even in there. You're not spreading many germs that no, but I mean, still, I, it's one of those things, especially if I'm going to be getting out of the car in five minutes and going into a store, what's really the difference. Uh, I'm not, right. and my car smells bad as it is anyways. <laughs> it's probably saving me some of that. You know. It's filled with farts, man. You know, yeah. Open the windows, man. You can't have the AC on all the time. You got to roll down the windows and let it air out. Farts, talkies, talkie dust. Uh, talkie you know, talkie yeah. dust farts. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else might be in there. But, you know, but uh, the whole the whole mask debate, it does kind of some of it amuses me because there's all kinds of wild conspiracy theories on these. Have, have you seen any of these? Have you heard about any of these? Yeah, you know, I, I, I have seen. Yes, I have seen one or two. And I mean, this, this whole COVID thing is like a conspiracy theorist dream, right? 
because mm-hmm. it just have all has all the elements of like there's this uh, this unknown disease that's spreading. Nobody knows how it really started. Nobody really knows how to prevent it. You know, so I'm surprised I don't read. I've read maybe like one or two conspiracy theories, but I'm surprised I've not seen more. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because, like I said, it just it has all the elements to make a good conspiracy theory. The one that I heard, and it's the one, it's the, a weird one. Uh, it's the one with Bill Gates. So it's so, <laughs> well, which, so well, let me let me let me ask you which one because there's there's multiple of those. So okay, one, elaborate here because it could be any of the ones I've seen. This specific conspiracy theory is we well, you know Bill Gates now. He's like the uh, he's like big on vaccines. Uh, he, he wants to vaccinate the world. Mm. Um, so it, they're tying the whole coronavirus vaccine to Bill Gates. Like he's going to come out with this vaccine. And when he comes out with a vaccine, he's going to inject it into people. And there's like little microchips in the mm. vaccine that's going to go into everybody. And then he'll be able to control everybody because they have microchips in it. He's going to control them through 5G. Yeah, I've seen. I saw that one. I, 5G. I, that I don't one. know why. I guess to control a human being, 4G is not fast enough. Right? You need a better carrier, or you need a faster service. You need 5G. Well, let me ask you this though: Does it does it depend on on who your your wireless carrier would be at that point? Like, if yeah, you I guess wanna... Verizon. Yeah, Verizon. You you really get uh, Bill Gates really gets a hold on you and starts oh. and starts manipulating you faster than yeah. if you would have Sprint. Um, yeah, or maybe one of the like real bottom barrel ones. Like, is, is cricket still around? Yeah, cricket. Cricket was T-Mobile. always. Not, yeah. Um, if you have T-Mobile, you're probably okay. Yeah, but if it's AT and T, he only he's got to make sure he doesn't go over your rollover minutes at any point <laughs> yeah. when he's trying to control you. Otherwise, right. you might he'll run out of time, and then you know you'll just shut down somewhere at that point. I guess. It's I like know. I'm gonna have him assassinate Corey Feldman. Like, oh wait a second, I only got three minutes left. <laughs> uh, uh, he'll have to switch to someone else at that point. I got two mega. I got a uh, no, half a megabyte of, of data left on my on my <laughs> my uh, Dimitri Sparks plan. <laughs> well, you know, here's the whole thing, and you brought up Bill Gates, but this is really with any of these these conspiracy theories. They all revolve around you know the whole plausibility side of it. Uh, and usually that's going to include someone that has money and is powerful. And then however you can tie them into whatever, it could be as crazy or off the wall as possible with some of these theories you're seeing out there. Like, you know, and Bill Gates is an example of one, but you know, and the thing is then what I guess makes me laugh about them is they'll tie it into, okay, if you believe in one thing, it means that you directly support this other thing that you maybe didn't even know about. Okay, so right. one one person told me, since we're talking about the whole mask thing, is if you are a wearer of a mask, it means that you are in support of Satanism, and that Satan, when he returns to Earth which I guess is coming soon because the pandemic is a sign of that being something that's going to be coming, I guess. Uh, You know, that you're showing that you're in league with Satan, apparently, and you'll be siding with him in regards to this, and your mask shows allegiance to that because clearly, you know, 
we all should have known that all along when we, I guess, are masking up. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, and there's other ones too. Like I saw another one basically tying in. And of course I think Bill Gates was in this one too, but he, he certainly gets involved in everything apparently, but he is uh, Satan, by the way, this, well, you know, this one had to do with, okay. So public schools requiring students to wear masks or just to make it easier for, I don't know. I'm sure Bill Gates' name was in there, but the Clintons, uh, let's see who else they could throw in there. Probably Beyonce and Jay-Z and their whole human trafficking network that revolves around, (laughs) you know, public school children wearing masks and probably something about pizza restaurants and all that. I don't know. It all gets tied in there. But yeah, it, it always makes me laugh, though, because it'll be like, so you support mask wearing. So that means you must support human trafficking is like well <laughs> how do you know i just I, I wear it because i don't want to breathe all over people in case i might be sick like you know it, that's it's a big leap to... right it's like yeah. uh, protecting myself from getting a, a widespread virus and human trafficking yeah um how do those relate <laughs> it, you know but i guess what makes me even laugh more about these things okay i'm sure there's things going on behind the scenes right Things that, you know, slap dicks like me and you couldn't possibly comprehend. So if that's the case, how is it that you, not you specifically, but your average internet conspiracy theorist, comes about this information by just sitting around on the internet with other guys who really don't know anything other than you're just connecting dots of what you find to be, like, plausibilities of people with money or political influence are able to pull off these things you know if it was really that thing you thought it was then how would you have ever came about that information you know what i mean like well yeah well anybody can say anything nowadays right yeah you just say you have a a theory in your head and it could be the craziest far-fetched theory and if it sounds sexy enough there's gonna be somebody else that sees it online and they're gonna be like oh my god it's right satanism right uh, it must be, you know, I'm thinking this had to have been some super religious person that's talking about masks and Satan. And one person finds it online and they share the article or they share the, the post or whatever means that you know, this information came about. And it just starts spreading, you know. So then all of a sudden you have you have like places where it's like a roadblock to some people. Like someone will say, hey, look at this. It's like this is a sign that you worship Satan or you're, you're doing human trafficking. It's like, OK, most people are going to be like. This is ridiculous. Stop sending me shit. But there's going to be people like, fuck, you may be right. You know, like I've not looked into this en- enough. I mean, there was the whole Epstein thing we didn't know about. What about Bill Gates and, and, and human trafficking and things like that? So there are people that really buy into that and, and kind of spread it to everybody they know. And it just kind of, you know, it's a pandemic in itself, right? A, a bad information pandemic. Well, yeah. I and mean, I guess that's where I get. I mean, it's one of those things, it's, it's to me, it's funny, but I guess it's not funny because it shows how gullible people can be. Like, yeah. These you are know, people oh. You know, like, well, <laughs> and, and the, that's the thing, though, because me and another buddy, we said, you know, we could just go and find small little internet forums with these little tiny followings of these theories, and we could just start typing whatever we want as long right. as it fits those things a wealthier powerful person something we know that will get their feathers ruffled about this like 
generally going to be something either religious or moral. And then just start going at it and typing whatever we want. And they're going to go spread whatever theory we make up. But my thing is, you know, that being said, if you're the guy really trying to look for all these theories, how do you know these aren't the things being spread by people just to keep you distracted from real things you maybe should be concentrating on you know you know what i mean like it's that's what makes me laugh about it is you get so worked up about these oddball conspiracy theories that you're not even looking at the things right in front of your face that really probably do matter you know what i mean well i think for most people it's like and i don't know because i don't really get i like conspiracy theories like i like people's crazy thoughts on Mm -hmm. on a lot of them but people who get really sucked into it and or just like you talk to them and it's like even if you have some facts that are against what they're saying you know they just don't want to listen to it you know they're just like no this is this is right this is what's going on and they uh i think for them it's almost like an escape right Mm -hmm. so instead of you know watching movies playing video games things like that they spend hours online finding other people who also believe in this theory that they believe in oh yeah definitely yeah and information travels so fast like even when I was like even before internet, like I always remember there was this uh, like these kids would be like, hey, put your your hand in front of your face, and if your hand's bigger than your face, you have AIDS. And it's like, oh okay, and you got to do that. And they take your hand and they just like shove it into your face. And <laughs> it, I it, I grew up in in Pennsylvania, and I've talked to other people that I've met, you know, in other states, and who went to school in different places, and they've all like heard of that. Yeah, like there's, yeah. There's tons of things like that that everyone across this was pre-internet so there was Mm -hmm. like how did everybody know about all this um across the entire u.s and now you have the internet so like you said all it takes is just a a message board post and it you know it spreads just like that oh yeah and and the thing is like it's the whole thing the telephone game thing well they start really spreading it and adding all kinds of other stuff onto it by one sentence well it becomes this thing that's even crazier than the crazy idea it really started at and that's where i guess it's just funny. It's an information age, but it's a misinformation age at the same time. You know, yeah. you could be using the internet to look up a lot of stuff, but a lot of the times the stuff you look it up, you could say whatever you want. There's no site, like there's no source checking with a lot of these things, you know? No. And it's, it's what makes it interesting, but it also makes it, I guess, kind of, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. People should be getting smarter. I don't want to say they're getting dumber. They're just getting more distracted, I think, is what the right right way to look at that is. I don't know. Maybe. I think of people I think people like I know myself, I'm kinda of confused on what is real and what's not real. Because mm-hmm. a long time ago you had like one source, it was the news, right? My my dad would, would constantly watch uh, the news at night and that was like the source either that or like the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Now you have so many outlets for the news. And you're just Facebook alone. Uh, I mean, you could go and follow different news sources and, and different social media uh, news platforms, and they're all saying something different. And it gets really confusing. Okay, so people call this, you know, fake news. But, you know, what what is, like, what is, is there, like, a source that's, like, without a doubt, these people were doing all the research, they're, they're digging up all the facts before they deliver it to you in, in some type of message, Right. Mm. But it's i don't think everybody has all the facts like yeah news reporting yeah. you hear like a news report and it's usually something that happened that day right yeah. like you watch on the news like oh this thing happened and blah 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 was to blame for it and blah, blah. 
And there's no way you could possibly have all the facts because you were there for maybe like two hours. Like, how can you possibly know everything that's going on? Mm. So you have maybe some of the facts, but and that's the thing. Like, you don't really know exactly, like, are these facts right? I mean, do they really have time to fact check them before they post it out on the news or post it out on, mm-hmm. on other social media platforms? So I think it's confusing for people. So yeah. people just decide to believe what they want to believe, right? They believe the whole Bill Gates thing and people in power or human trafficking and I mean, why not? It could be real, right? We never thought this whole COVID thing would be real just a year ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's, I mean, I think that's where a lot of it comes into. Uh, it. It is what it is. And you're right, though, because, I mean, a lot of the times the news will do what it does. It takes stories, it runs them before it really knows if the information's accurate. And then it ends up being whatever ends up coming out of what they ran first. Uh, there's probably corrections that'll need to be made. They don't always go back and make them, but mm. we know that happens or they'll make them, but they're really kind of minor at that point to whatever we already got ran. So, you know, that's just how reporting in media works. I think at times, but yeah, yeah. It's like the weatherman reports the weather. He's not always hundred percent correct. Right. Yeah. It rained and he said it was just supposed to be cloudy. You're like, Oh, come on, man. I didn't get an update. It's like, I had plans outside today, and it rained. Yeah, and like, yeah. They don't care. They, they don't get. They don't get in trouble. Oh yeah, no, no. Well, and it's. I mean, after a certain point, yeah. If you keep misreporting stuff, people will call you out on it. Eventually, you probably won't be doing it for a lot longer. But at the same time, that's the thing. Like a lot of people are going to find their information from sources they want to believe. So you'll maybe get a job somewhere. It just might be a different one as far as who you're talking to, because you can spin it to whoever you want your target audience. to be. You know what I mean? Right. So did you ever have the kid in school that would just constantly lie about everything? Oh like, yeah. Even if you caught him up on the lies. Like lying was his, his way of life. Mm. He didn't know anything else. He just, he had to tell these lies. Like I had a friend that would be like, "Oh yeah, my uh, my aunt's buying me a, a Lamborghini for for my birthday." I was like, "What?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm "Buying you a freaking Lamborghini? Like, is that even? Can you even have one here in this state?" And then they'd uh, keep that up, and until like it was actually his birthday, and it was like, "Where's your Lamborghini?" And it was like, "Oh, she bought me a Lamborghini model car to work on, not an actual car." I was like, "What?" You just say shit like that all the time. I always, I like, always I like lying about everything. I like that. I like that. Or I like the ones that no matter what it is you did, it always is a one up on it. So like, yeah. you know, you'll get the, well, you know, I was, I was on a 50 foot boat last week. I was on a 60 foot one. So, uh, you know, that's pretty good though. Like they always throw it in there. I like that. Too. <laughs> like whatever you did. Yeah, that was good. But I did this and it's a little bit better than what you did. Just enough. Like those are always funny too. But of course it's all lies and, you know, nonsense, but. It, it sometimes, and I don't know. I, I guess my figure is I used to get upset about, it, but sometimes I just like listening to the nonsense people come up with because it's funnier than. It's good to make fun of them later on, right? Like, yeah, even it, in college, you had those people that were like, "Oh man, I drank like a fucking half a keg last night." Oh <laughs> yeah, I drank. Uh, it was a full keg, man. <laughs> All stuff. It's like, uh, it's just like it's it's so funny because you know it's not true, but these oh, people, yeah. they must like they believe in all the shit they say, right? I, mean, I benched uh. Uh, four plates on each side. I did it three times. Like, I'll do it again. Well, now I can't do it again now because uh, you know I'm kind of sore. I got a couple rest days, and uh, you know, maybe maybe next week I'll do it again. Yeah, I always like yeah. It's always usually it'll be stuff like that, or it'll be like 
Well, you know, I, I would, but on a con, a, a count of my back, I, I kind of hurt it when I was doing like, it's all right. My knee, and it's going to take nine months to heal. And uh, what does that have to do with bench pressing? A doctor said, <laughs> take it easy, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Blue. It's all entertaining, though. But, you know, while we're talking entertaining, we could bring it back to maybe something entertaining that's not all just a bunch of bullshit here with, with, with this record here. Uh, I know we both said we did like this, but did you did you do a lot of research on the band? Did you dig? Yeah, in a little? I, yeah, I did do some research on the band, and they've been around for a while. I don't know how I, I've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a three piece band. Uh, they they were formed in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, black metal style. style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started back in, in 1994, so they, they've been at this for a while. It's back when they started. Their very first EP dropped in 1996. Um, and they had uh, the album we're going to review is uh, Apocalypsis, and this is like their seventh LP. So they've been around for a while. They made a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I was actually surprised when I started digging into this a little, uh, because kind of the way I I found out about this band was just, you know, you go on Instagram and sometimes you just start following stuff to do it, um, because you just see it pop up and they went, whatever, I'll follow it and I'll go listen to their music later. Um, but hearing the music, the album, the Apocalypsis one that we are reviewing here, you know, I wouldn't have thought this was a band that was around since 94 because of how this record sounds very modern sound to it as far as uh, black metal or death metal with some thrash influence to it too. Uh, but yeah, like you, I, I kind of was surprised I never heard of this band earlier, um, because the style is one that it seems like I would have came across it at some point. Uh, and also just the amount of stuff they do have out already was something that was a little bit when I went in and dug in and also too them being from Maryland, it really isn't that far from like the areas we're from up in the Northeast that maybe right. it would have seemed like this would have been a band playing like local shows and stuff. And maybe they were, it just maybe is one I never came across up there when I was going to a lot of shows. So it's interesting though, that I've never heard of this one. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes you have those bands that like kind of like fall through the cracks, right? Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like you hear about it later on in life and then it's like, Oh my God, it's like, these guys are great. How come, how did I not, how have I not heard these, this band before? And it's just like, and it's just like one you missed. Like yeah. I've done that with movies too. Like I didn't watch Kill Bill until like 2011, I think, or 2012. And the movie's been around for a long time. And it was an amazing movie. And I was like, how in the hell did I miss this? Yeah, uh, this is such a great movie. It just yeah. happens, right? So maybe that's maybe that's what happened. Maybe we just we just this band you know toured around the area. And we we kind of missed them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing them. Remember this whole COVID thing is over. Uh, Seeing them live. I think they put on a really good live show. Yeah, yeah. Really good mosh pit action. Uh, really fast, really heavy. Oh, yeah. Now, I guess, uh, you know, and this would be the one thing here. Overall, your thoughts on the record. Was there anything sound-wise or anything that you thought, like, maybe what you would kind of like in this band, too, for people that have never heard of Aurora Borealis? Roar Borealis has a like a really fast like double bass. If you love double kick bass, you hear a lot of that all throughout the album, and it's it's phenomenal. Like the drummer is really amazing. 
And I think this is like their second, second, third, third drummer, I believe. Uh, I think their last drummer they got was 2011. Uh, one of the original founders of the band uh, was a drummer. He's, he's no longer there. But the drumming is, is, is amazing in this, this whole album. I think is really good. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the highlights for me is I really love the double bass, uh, really fast power chords and things like that. I, I find this album, I, I like the, the uh, alien apocalyptic theme. I've always been a, a huge fan of, of like this type of stuff, you know, like aliens. I, I used to watch ancient aliens all the time. When I was a kid, I used to watch sightings. Mm-hmm. I don't remember those sightings about aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show, right? So I've always kind of liked the whole alien, alien theme. Um, it, the whole album is really, really good. There's, it, it's, it's consistently good. Like, you know, there's a lot of albums you listen to and there's like a song that comes up and you're like, no, nah, not this song. And you forward through it. Um, I don't, I didn't find myself doing that at all throughout this album. Mm-hmm. I found like every song on here was a, a, a good song that I enjoyed listening to. Yeah. On the other hand, there was nothing like, there was no song that was on a level way higher than, than any other song. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the. Like that's where the consistency is. Like everything's really good, but nothing was just like crazy phenomenal. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I think the best song on here. There's two of them I really like. Uh, the Great Expanses one, and uh, I like Apocalypse too. Uh, yeah. But Magor Misabib, I think it's how you pronounce it. Magor Misabib. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, track number seven. It is probably one of my favorite songs, uh, just because of how the play style just kind of changes up quite a bit. You got a couple. Uh, uh, you got a couple points in there where there's like kind of like a little bit of like a breakdown and uh, the vocals are really good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great song. I'd say that's probably my favorite one of the whole album. That, that was, another, I like that one. Um, another one I liked was song five on the record, which was Sarkikos. <laughs> this, oh yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce any of these. I think it's Sarkikos. <laughs> I was going to say, pretty much one of the only ones I know how to pronounce is number four, Arrival, and then oh, yeah. number eight. And after, I'm pretty good at that one. Yeah, The, the Great Expanse. Uh, I did like that track because I did like kind of almost like the throwback to like the thrashier side of maybe earlier death metal or black metal type stuff. Uh, who it reminded me of in a way was i don't know how familiar you were with some of the german thrash bands like sodom or destruction but i heard some influence to me from that kind of thrash that was kind of bordering on like some of the more extreme metal bands like that were going in the direction of death or black metal at the time uh that was what i liked about that song yes my one thing is and, you know, we talked about this a little bit. While you mentioned you, you're you in the kind of, like, this stuff with, like, the alien things and all that. Not that, it yeah, big, not that it was a big negative for me. This is a little bit outside of what I usually kind of, though, gravitate toward. Because, you know, me and you are both in the heavy music. I think we arrived at it from different initial points where I probably came more from, like, the hardcore and punk and grindcore type scene which this lyrical content isn't usually that prominent in that but that didn't really take away from me liking the album at all uh you know uh, it's different but it's not different in a bad way it's just different stuff like concept albums about this kind of stuff 
not something I always listen to, but I did really like this record just because if nothing else, musically, the band is very talented. Uh, and really the lyrical content, I don't, it's not a negative. It's different for me. Um, but I did really find this to be a good record all around. Uh, you know, the musicianship on it is something, the drumming, guitar work, everything really, it's definitely a good record start to finish. Yeah, uh, I really like, too, there's uh, some keyboard. Uh, it's not real prominent, but there's like a few songs that kind of highlight. Uh, there's some keyboard effects on it, which has, gives it like a cool cool background sound to it. I think there were some on Apocalypsis, Arrival, and uh, what was the other one called? The one I can't remember the name, sort of Kikos. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of keyboard thing in the back, too, which which is kind of yeah. cool. I like some of the, um, they have like at the very beginning, like the intro kind of gives you like an overview of the story they're trying to tell you about how uh you know the start of mankind and then how the inevitable alien apocalypse comes it kind of gives you kind of like a background of like this story that they're trying to tell throughout this album then you got like some shorter they're not really songs but like uh i think it's dozaka the, the song number six i can't oh, yeah yeah like, <laughs> i don't know, I don't know. It's, it's it's uh it's like alien sounds or something it's like really it's kind of hard to hear it's just like kind of really creepy sounds which is kind of cool gives it like a nice gives the, the album like a nice vibe right like the whole concept mm-hmm. album thing and it kind of ties everything together with the uh with the theme of the album yeah uh, yeah definitely yeah i really liked the vocals it, it reminded me of uh carcass uh, which is one of my favorite bands um earlier carcass maybe like uh, after definitely before swan song more like uh Heartwork era. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of sounded like Carcass. Some of the play style I thought sounded a little bit like, well, like the double bass and really fast guitar sounded a bit like Suffocation. Uh-oh. And it, it also really reminded me, the whole Alien theme reminded me of uh, a band called uh, Hypocrisy. Um, it released an album that's probably 10, 15 years ago. It was called Arrival and it had like this alien theme to it. It, it reminded me a lot of that. And that Blood Incantation album that came out okay. um, earlier this year that has like an alien theme to it. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. I really liked it. Like I said, I, the last three days at the gym, it really got me pumped up. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really cool. It's really fun. I like the whole alien thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I thought good record. Um, I think really this one, as opposed to the last couple things that we – reviewed which were kind of more niche type genre stuff uh would have a little less appeal this one i think would definitely reach a wider audience because this isn't really one one kind of directional like you know when you're reviewing grindcore or power violence bands that's going to be something that a lot of people are either going to say take it or leave it but i'm not really going to say it as wide appeal whereas this one i think for a lot of people even people that are into like older thrash bands would like this i feel like um because of the sound of it uh the vocal style wasn't ever it's extreme but it's not over the top guttural or shrieky type vocals which a lot of people don't always like but i think with this type of record you'd have a little bit wider of an appeal to the way this sounds because it's not it's not 
you know, the point where it's overly abrasive or offensive to what your average fan would maybe be into, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point, Dick. I, I felt the same. You know, with Grindcore, there is, uh, you have maybe like a smaller audience of people that like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the songs are really short. Well, sometimes people don't like that. You know, where, you know the, the title of the song has really nothing to do with what the song is. So you have, you have that whole element. But with this album here, I mean, if you like metal, you'll like this. Like, there's yeah. not really a whole lot not to like about it. Yeah. Um, unless you, you're just really despised by aliens. yeah i mean i guess if you maybe if you were like abducted and probed or something at some point or experiment you you would want nothing to do with this if you have bad experiences with aliens or maybe you're horrified of movies that deal with aliens or but then again maybe maybe you would like it for that fact that you're one of those conspiracy theorists that everything's because those damn good for nothing aliens right no. <laughs> the, the, the guy from ancient aliens that george sucralos you ever see that guy with the crazy hair yeah you yeah. see those memes where like dude it must be aliens i yeah. feel like you would like this album yeah <laughs> Or well, any, well, go ahead. Um, I was gonna play. I was gonna play one of the songs on here. Okay, uh, at least a piece of it because they're they're a lot longer than than grindcore is. So I was gonna play my favorite one on here. Um, Agor Misabib. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, well, one second. Let me bring it up real quick and turn the volume up a bit. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So I hated I hated to hit the stop on it. I just wanted to keep listening to it. That's a great song. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I know because I listened to this record a couple times when I was in my car, though, and this song came on probably the second time through when I was listening to the record. I was, this is really, I felt like, one of the highlights of it. Um, what I would say is anyone who's interested in learning more about this band, a couple places you could go. Uh, they have their website, auroraborealis.org. Um you could also check them out on Bandcamp. They're on there. Also, they're on Spotify. You had told me, correct? 
you said all yeah. their albums were also yeah. all on Spotify. Yes. Okay. So yeah, uh, definitely. If you're looking more into them, you could also follow the band. If you want to follow them on social media, they are on Instagram. So you could look for them on there too. Uh, but yeah, definitely. If you're looking for more on this band, they're out there and they got a lot out there. They got, what is it? Eight albums, seven LPs. Yeah, it's uh, seven LPs, and uh, they got their EP. Okay. Yeah, you can find all those on Spotify and also on uh, on Bandcamp, too. I believe they got some music on sale and some, some T-shirts. Okay, cool. Them as well. So, yeah, check those out, definitely. All right. Uh, and what I wanted to say, too, uh, we're always looking for more bands to review. So if you are a band where you can get in touch with us, if you're interested in having us review your album, you can follow us on Instagram. It's itp.dimitri.and.dick. And you can find us on there. Awesome. All right. Well, anything else? Any any last-minute conspiracies you want to throw out? Or... Moon landing, man. <laughs> you, man. Oh, you're, going, you're going old time there, huh? <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a long time. I don't know. Wait, what else you got? Let's see. The Man- the Manson Murders. Have you read the book Chaos? No, no. Oh, it's it's good. It's uh, it's kind of hard to follow. There's just like a bunch of names thrown around of this guy. It's did did this investigation. He's been doing it for like 20 years. It was supposed to be a magazine article piece, mm-hmm. and uh, the magazine ended up giving up on him because the guy just kept doing more research and kept finding more things out. And he never wrote a final article like he was supposed to he wrote this book called chaos which is really good it talks about uh the manson murders and how it, it, it the the lawyer made it seem like the whole motive was around uh some sort of race war uh, uh, with the black panthers right it, it's, and um they said that they killed um oh i tell his name um sharon tate they killed sharon tate because there, there was a record producer that used to live there and wouldn't record Manson's album because Manson mm-hmm. played music. And so that he killed Sharon Tate and all of her friends for well, her, his followers killed Sharon Tate and all of her uh, friends. I'd uh, send a message to Terry Melcher, which was the guy who was the record producer mm-hmm. uh, that used to live in that house. That was kind of, if you've ever read Helter Skelter or seen any movies or documentaries, that was the whole, the whole motive for that. But this guy is saying that he found all kind of different things like, uh, Charles Manson was going to this, uh, this free clinic in Haight-Ashbury and there was like known evidence of people doing like experiments with LSD, uh, and like mind control and things like that. And they thinking that, uh, Charles Manson was like this, this, um, CIA agent. And no, really? He'd keep going to jail. Like he found all these reports where he'd get busted on things like stolen cars and things like that. And then they'd let him. They'd let him right back out of jail. Like they wouldn't keep him. Like there were things where he violated parole, and they couldn't keep him in prison. Mm. And uh, it's not really a conspiracy because he. he it's, this is just facts, right? But he, he, the author doesn't really go into what he thinks really happened. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of explaining. You know, there's there was more details. They missed a lot of details. There's things that don't add up to the motive. It's like there's a lot more involved. You probably won't know everything because a lot of those people, you know, around then are, are dead now, and a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. Are, they were the CIA. There's not any evidence of it, and there's a lot of people that just didn't want to talk. It's, it's pretty interesting. I might um, have to check it out. I don't know. Yeah, the audio book is, is what I listen to. All right. 
it was good. So, yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's the only conspiracy theories that, that I've heard as of recently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I think I've had enough for tonight of conspiracies. So I don't know. Right. right. Unless, unless you got any more you want to throw out there. I don't know. Think. I don't. I'm fresh out of conspiracies. Yeah. Me too. I don't know. I'll have to get online and then read some more. I'm sure if I go yeah. on social media, someone's posting one as we speak. Yeah, so. you better have 10 more conspiracies for the next episode, okay? Oh, man. You know me. I'm always trying to crack cases here, right? So, so you, you have to put them in order of... Um, how preposterous they are? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How ridiculous they are, right? I'll just start typing and make up all kinds of stuff for next time. You, know? <laughs> you can link all kinds of stuff together if you really try hard enough to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a guy online saying Lucky Charms is really crack. <laughs> Takis cut the roof of your mouth, and so does Captain Crunch. There, that's oh, your conspiracy. Yeah. So. Right. You, eat, you eat Takis, and Donald Trump can control your mind. <laughs> it's planted by the government. Through... through the lesions they leave on the roof of your mouth. There, right. there you go. That's about as plausible as anything. So oh, I like that conspiracy theory. I think that one may be true. All right. So we're we're gonna end with that one for tonight. Yeah, that's good. All right. All, All right, right. Metalhead. Till next time. Have a good one. Take it easy.